Headlines today are full of stories of persecution of Christians in places around the world like China. My guest today, speaking under an alias name, shares some of the realities of planting a classical Christian school in a part of the world where one faces almost certain personal attack, imprisonment, and unimaginable difficulties. But it is in those places where God shows up in the most dramatic ways. And you will be encouraged with John Smith's faith and vision for us, regardless of what part of the world we are in. Stay tuned for this episode of Basecamp Live. Mountains, we all face them as we seek to influence the next generation. Get equipped to conquer the challenges, summit the peak, and shape exceptionally thoughtful, compassionate, and flourishing human beings. We call it Ancient Future Education for Raising the Next Generation. Welcome to Basecamp Live. Now your host, Davies Owens. Welcome to Basecamp Live, Davies Owens live here at the ACCS conference along with my colleague Kelly Barber. Hey Davies. Hello Kelly. Hello. <laughs> Good to be here. I think we are about to have a historic uh, interview and mm. I mainly for many reasons. Um, first of all, I can't even tell you the name of our guest, not because I don't remember it, which has happened, um, but because of the really important work you were doing. So we're going to go with John Smith um, and my, my new friend John here. Uh, let me, I'll just give a little bit of the bio, kind of set this up. You're doing some very significant work um, in China for more than eight years. So grew up here in the U.S., Where'd, yep. you grow, where'd you grow up? Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Oh, man, you were like right there in the middle of Heartland. <laughs> That's right. Heartland. Heartland. Oh, That's my right. goodness. So you're, you're, you're red, white, and blue all through and through. <laughs> and along the way, God said, hey, I've got work for you to do. Um, since you're off to New St. Andrews, um, well, at, at one point, had mis- did your master's degree there, um, and then spent, I guess, what, eight years in China. Uh, yeah. and, and originally, so you were doing, a, I got to hear this film thing. What were you doing? Like a, mod- okay. a, a travel log or something? Well, yeah. so, so that was actually to raise money to go to NSA. Uh, oh, okay, um, okay. And it was, it was a travel show on a public television, the pro- okay. provincial TV station. Okay. Traveling yeah. around China. But, but along the way, and I, I want to hear your whole story. I mean, God is, is using you um, in a pr- very significant way on the very front lines of real persecution to uh, help build the church and doing it through a classical Christian school and college. So, uh, John, if you share a little bit of like, what have you been doing? And then I want to get into some of the, the experiences you've had, um, which is just, again, for most of us in our comfortable world, hard to even imagine. So tell us your story. Yeah, so I've been um, working... Uh, at the what is essentially the hub of classical Christian education in China and um, classical Christian education actually Christian education is a very new concept in China um, but especially classical Christian education um, and the church that is sort of orchestrating this um, they are also they also happen to be one of the main leaders of the uh, we say the house church in mm. China the, the the what we would consider the 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 faithful Protestant, you know, church yeah. in China, and um, and so they they have a lot of influence over the church in China. So basically, what we're doing with Christian education in China trickles out throughout yeah. the whole country. Yeah. And so everybody's kind of looking to us to find out first what is classical Christian education, and and then how do we how do we yeah. apply that to the Chinese context? And so that's the challenge that we've been sure. facing. So before we get into because we I just had the privilege of hearing you on the main stage just every eye was on you every mm. full attention riveting riveting story um, but just why why take classical Christian education to China to begin with I mean there are probably other ways to bring the gospel in, but why do you feel that that's the most one of the most important ways to do it? yeah well I mean um, 
we believe as classical Christian educators that this is the best way to form a human being. We, our, our goal as classical Christian educators is to, to help children be truly human. Yeah. Like, what does it mean to be human? Yeah. Um, and, and we think that this, this time-tested method, if you want to call it a method, um, is the best way to do that. And so in, regardless of whatever culture you're in, you want to have yeah. young people who are being what God made them to be. And yeah. that, 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 that includes not just academically, but spiritually forming their hearts, forming their yeah. minds, um, creating, instilling in them this, this love for, for God um, and uh, in, in, in the process cultivating all the great virtues and, and yeah. intellectual yeah. skills and all of that. So let's get into this, some of the story because it's super powerful. So most of us in, in Evangelical West heard recently of the stories of churches that were being closed. And so tell, just for if, in case we missed the news, like what, what, what have we missed? What was going on and what, how were you involved in all of this? Yeah, um, so the Chinese government essentially um, released new, uh, issued new uh, religious regulations uh, that took effect at the beginning of last year. And uh, essentially, any churches that don't join the Communist Party-controlled uh, church, which is the only technically legal church in China, they are going to be shut down and pastors punished in prison, church members in various ways harassed and uh, punished. And um, so we've seen over the last year and a half this many, many churches closing it. And the church where I've been serving is one of the, you know, because it's one of the main leaders, they've received the, some yeah. of the harshest. And the name of that church is the, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's Early Rain Covenant Church. Yeah. yeah. Because again, that name probably is uh, familiar to some people just from following the news. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's all over the, all the major news networks yeah. have kind of reported <laughs> yeah. on what's happening. So you there. were there, um, obviously before the the crackdown really happened. How long have you been there serving? And if I can ask. Well, so I've been I've been working with them for four years. Okay. Um, but I took a little hiatus to study at New, at New St. Andrews in sure. the middle. So I've I've been there for the last two years right. on the ground. But so I've been in, working with them in the last for, year. So you've been there serving as a teacher. You've been in the lives in the lives of the church. Right. And, and so tell me the story. So kind of business as usual, so to speak. And then all of a sudden you're getting texts on your phone that things. Are <laughs> well, actually, they, yeah. uh, it's not business as usual. Okay. So even there's before, no usual business in even, China. Yeah, yeah, there's no usual business. That's right. <laughs> uh, but bef before the sort of severe crackdown, um, the police were con constantly harassing the church. I mean, this is it was just commonplace. Every Sunday there would be at least two or three police officers that would come and videotape the sermon and videotape the people there and um, and this hmm. various forms of harassment and, and pressure so uh, that was that was normal but then there were there was one uh, raid back in May and then but the church still wasn't completely closed but then down in December of last year the the authorities came seized the church seized their classical Christian school their college their seminary um, and arrested over 350 of the members and uh, 56 have been put in prison uh, or put in jail um, and most of those have been released by now, but some are still in jail and are looking at, you know, 10, 15 years in prison, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then there, there's just all sorts of other yeah. uh, things that they're, they're going through. And, but even though these schools were seized, um, we're still, they're still operating underground. Yeah. And so these, these, at their K through 12 school, it's actually only um, first through sixth right now. 
um, but they're still meeting in various places, and the, the yeah. college is still meeting in different places. So, uh, yeah, they're just they're they're going through some hard times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and as you again for time, we can't go into all of the stories, but I mean, it's it's uh, everything and worse that you could probably imagine. I mean, this is this is the real deal. These are people really getting locked up and really being hurt and, and mentally and emotionally and physically. And this is what was so striking, John, and and you're I, and I really want to just focus on. You know, we, we are the bubble wrap American universe. I like to, you know, we, we put helmets on our kids to send them down the mailbox to get the mail, and, and everything is about safety. You had commented in your talk just how often, you know, people see you like, oh, I'm just so glad you're okay and everything's right. all right. Yeah. And so, and yet, what, talk about why, from what you see and as you look at the gospel, that's actually the very opposite of what we should be doing, like running away. I mean, safety, sure, we should, fine, put a helmet on your kid while they ride their bike, but are we, we're missing something. When Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, and the cost of discipleship, you take up your cross and follow after Christ. That's not a mild command. Right. And it's, and it's, it, I mean, it's so ironic that, you know, our Christian schools in America, you know, we have this cross everywhere and, and, and we don't think about what the cross means. The cross it's is the center of the Christian of torture. Life. It's an instrument of torture, right? Death, right. And like Christ, to be a Christian means we die. And to be a Christian school means we die. <laughs> it means we are training up children. We are teaching children how to die well. And, um, and I don't think that's going to work well in the marketing material. <laughs> it's not going to work well in the marketing material. Um, uh, well, I don't know. Actually, I, 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 actually, <laughs> I think, I think, Is that, it, are we missing something yet? I think, I mean, yeah. a lot of people are, a lot of young people, I think don't like to be told like be safe and bubble wrapped and you know, yeah. all of that. Like, um, when you tell them God has a mission for you, you're gonna, you're gonna, you might get hurt, you might get killed. How about it? You want to yeah. go? Yeah. Like I think that attracts actually a lot of people, yeah. especially those that love God and have read the great stories of martyrs of the of the faith. And you know, I mean, um, it's very exciting. It doesn't need to be. It's not gloom and doom. I mean, that's what the gospel. The gospel what happens after you die? You you rise yeah. from the dead. And and so. Um, so, th- but this needs to be at the center of, of classical Christian education is the cross. If there's no cross, if there's no, no dying, no suffering, then we're not doing Christian education right. And and so that's one of so, my hopes. Is so that you were telling when you, I mean, literally, as this as this um, crackdown is happening, you're getting text from your students saying, "Hey, so and so has been taken, and so and so has been taken." Tell me, I mean, walk me through the, the, the tell the story of your reaction again was not, oh no, right? Let's call their mom, right? It was, it was, yes, <laughs> thank you, God, which seems completely absurd to most of us, but, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and uh, but but if you're thinking, if you're thinking like a Christian, yeah, I don't mean, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm just, yes, yeah, no, going. I understand <laughs> for that. I mean, uh, I understand, uh, it does it seems a strange reaction, but. As a teacher, you're, if you are teaching your kids, you're, you're training them up. You're wanting to teach them how to die well, and then finally they get the opportunity to go do it. You know, mm-hmm. that's um, and they do it, and they come out of the police station. I mean, after after they were taken and interrogated, I had no idea what was going to happen to them. Um, and, you know, if they were going to be beaten or whatever. But um, when they were finally released, I got on the little rental bike and and rid through the streets, rode through the streets trying to trying to find them. And I came to them and I gave the, the guys a big hug and, his, and and I said, you're blessed, you're blessed, you're blessed. Because wow. you know, Jesus says, you know, blessed are you when others persecute you and mm. revile you. 
Uh, and mm. so it's not, the last thing I want to tell them is, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, oh, yeah. are yeah. you okay? You're blessed, brother. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. and, and they had great smiles on their faces and that, that moment of like them coming out and their yeah. faces gleaming, like that's what I live for. It's and just, that's what it's we should such a, for. it just, I mean, it blows our minds in the sense, and I'm trying to just be kind of the average person because I am an average person, but I think here we live in a culture where we have higher anxiety rates, depression rates, suicide, lack of any purpose in life. This right. is just kids wandering mentally, emotionally. And yet here are students that, that are, are taking up their cross and life is rich and joyful and meaningful and purposeful. The very things that we think we're trying to pursue, right. we don't find, but you're finding it into this incredibly difficult environment. Right, and we, and we, for, we just forget, we forget that there is joy when, when you when you die with Christ, yeah. there's joy there, and, um, uh, and 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 I think the reason we forget that is because we're not doing it. I mean, yeah. if we're if we as teachers are living out what we want our te- our students to do, if we are experiencing this death and resurrection constantly, yeah, we we it's not surprising, yeah, you know, when when our students experience this and they come out revived, renewed, and yeah, uh, so. Well, I, we're going to take a break in a minute because I want to come back and understand, okay, I, you know, okay, actually, I'm really glad we're not in China and we're not facing that. On the other hand, I don't want my kids to just be bubble wrap. So what is, I want to talk a little bit about how do we unwrap them a bit and give the, <laughs> Good, give the, yeah. give the gospel a chance to show up. But right. before we go to the break, I mean, so it really, this is, is this a theological problem for most of us in the sense that we just, we don't understand fully the, the richness of the gospel in the sense of what God's called us to? What, what's, what's the, a core, is there a core thing that we just need to be called out on? I mean, yeah, I, I think we know it in our head. Yeah. Like, we know, oh yeah, we're, we're Christians and we, we're supposed to die. Like, we've heard all of the sermons. So I, I think it's, we just don't want to do it. <laughs> like, we're just, <laughs> right. there's just, it's so nice here. I right. mean, I'm relatively speaking, yeah. like we're, we're, it's just so hard for us to get out of the comfort zone, right. you know? Well, Francis Schaeffer talked about, you know, personal peace and affluence is one of the greatest enemies of the church. Mm-hmm. Right. And it really, that's, right. that's I think, yeah. what you're really saying. That's is, right. Yeah. And, and yeah. Dave, just jump in real quick. I, I do think there's a part of me that feels like, too, you have to be prepared for that level of sacrifice, right? And I, I think of, you know, the, the whole story of David, right? First, he has the lion and the bear, and then he faces Goliath. Mm, right. If we're, to your point, John, if we're not willing to, in the classroom, say, as a teacher or as an administrator or as a parent, to say, well, I'm going to die to self on this issue and give up something that I may have a right to or something that I really want and see and how, make that sacrifice, the doors may not even be open for you. Right. right? The Holy Spirit are, right. isn't right. going to open up opportunities for you to see those things. God's not going to take the scales off your eyes and say, okay, now here's a real yeah. opportunity to go. So we are missing out on that adventure and that, that yeah. excitement and that danger, for lack of a better word, because we haven't even been faithful in those little things. That's right. Yeah. I think that's, that's exactly right. I think the, um, if we are not dying to ourselves, like if, if we're not through like just sin issues, like are are you keep are you going to keep doing this this thing this sin you shouldn't do or are you going to renounce yourself are you going to renounce this bodily yeah. pleasure yeah and um 
And if you are doing that, if you are renouncing yourself, then God will give you those opportunities yeah. to yeah. to make a bigger sacrifice and to experience greater joy. Um, right. But we've got to start with the little things, just like you right. said. Yeah. And, there, and, th and then we experience abundant life and flourishing and all those things we really wanted all along. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about, we, I really want to get into the practicals. How do you, how do you take the bubble wrap off <laughs> and really experience this life God's called us to? I'm also sitting here looking at a wonderful group of folks that are listening to us. And we're going to, after the break, come back. Um, and I want to invite some questions from all of you because I think there's mm. probably some things you may, um, if you can stick around for that. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back here with Basecamp Live. Hey, Kelly, it's a break here in the middle of our Basecamp Live podcast. And I just want to take a moment and convey to everyone listening how much I appreciate hearing from people out there. It really is encouraging to know who's listening and where and what state of the world they are with regard to classical education. It is hugely encouraging. It is. Us. I mean, I don't mind just talking to you, but it is good to hear from other people. So thank you for all of you who've taken just a moment and dropped us an email, info at basecamplive.com. Some of you are emailing just to say um, hello, which is great. Some of you are um, telling your stories, and that's really a blessing to us. A lot of you who just say, I want to tell you my story personally or as our school is transitioning into classical Christian, we want to know what's happening in your world. Um, for some of you, it'd be great to get you on the Climber series, but it's a, I'm humbled. I mean, literally, we are getting emails. got one just last week from a classical Christian school in North Africa. I'm not even allowed to say where because they're in a pretty mm. challenging environment, mm. but blessings to these guys. They looked all around at various forms of education and said, this is what mm. we need to do to affect change for Christ in this part of the world. Well, and, and again, the whole notion of base camp, right, is we're getting together, we're, you know, kind of stocking, taking stock and figuring out what we can do to help each other out. There's a couple conferences this summer you're going to be yep. at. There's some more opportunities there. Yeah, we're going to be on the road. If you're attending the ACCS conference, uh, please join us. We're going to have an entire stage set up. Kelly, you're going to be there with me. We're going to literally, we've never done this before. It's going to be just like a rolling live. We're going to have a live audience. I don't know, we'll probably do a dozen podcasts. So wow. it will be a lot of great interaction uh, there at the conference, and then we'll be at the SCL conference in Austin this summer, so getting around these great gatherings of classical Christian folks. But please drop us an email. We'd love to hear your story, and we'd love to uh, be of support to you. I'm increasingly doing more and more just consulting and coming alongside schools, so uh, reach out to us, info at basecamplive.com. Welcome back to Basecamp Live, here live with John Smith, um, alias John Smith, who's been working as a missionary in China for more than eight years, just literally on the front lines. And I love that, uh, but you're a Kansas kid too, so you can kind of, you understand both these worlds. Right, yeah. So I think most of us who are listening, again, on the one hand, kind of grimace and think, oh Lord, please don't ever ask that of me. And the other part <laughs> of us is like, I probably need a little bit of um, dependency and faithfulness that I'm missing out on. Mm -hmm. And so give us some advice. I mean, help us. Is there, we, we comfortable Americans, what should we do? Um, yeah. Other than jump on a plane and head to the, the edges, <laughs> of, edges of mission work. So, so I guess um, I want to preface this with saying um, we shouldn't despise blessing. That's a great like, point. Yeah. Um, mm. So uh, we shouldn't feel guilty if God blesses us with peace. We shouldn't feel guilty as though like we're, we're the peace is a sign that there's something wrong right uh, um, and so we do have a lot of blessing here and in the situation the political situation is not as bad um, here as it is in China and so um, I just want to say we don't need to 
go making things bad, you know, in, yeah. in order to grovel live a whole, to live a holy life or something like that. Yeah, or or or, or, or making it a, a badge of our faithfulness, like well, right, this, exactly. this John guy is a real Christian, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So so if if God, uh, I just think of like the the Hall of Faith in Hebrews thirteen, mm-hmm. um, where you know half of the half of that is you know these people doing defeating lines, and all of these great <laughs> conquests, and then half of it is these great suffering, and yeah. both of them are signs of faithfulness. So mm-hmm. I just want to preface it with that. That's well said. Um, but uh, in in our classrooms, if we're not in this really great you know this this environment like they, most like these schools in China are. Um, Students are still facing all kinds of challenges. Um, I, I, so I'm just going to give you an example. So if I tell a story about me being interrogated by national security agents, you know, inside of one of these metal torture chairs um, and, you know, telling them about Christ and telling them that Christ is, is Lord of China, not the Communist Party. If I'm if I'm if I'm if I tell this story, everybody's like, you know, wow. You know, oh, yeah. you you have that. You know, I wish I had the opportunity to you know t- talk to the, the communist leaders. You know, whatever. Um, but how many? I mean, we all have that friend or that guy that we are afraid to share the gospel with, mm. right? And and you might have a, ch- a kid in your class who says, "Oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could be that witness for Christ in that dark world." And here's this this student, you know, or this this friend in his life who he could be that witness to, and he's just afraid. Mm. You know, he's it's gonna be awkward talking to him. I, I don't want to do. It. And and so finding as teachers, we need to help students locate these um, these what we might consider little challenges. Now, in God's eyes, it might not be. It, it might be a greater challenge to talk to that guy than to talk to the communist guy mm. staring you down. <laughs> um, and 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 so even even when you know, we need to maybe help students get perspective too, like the stories, some of the stories I have, they sound cool, you know, or they sound amazing, and some of them they are they're amazing, um, but uh, by what standard do we say that sharing, you know, declaring the gospel to a communist party, you know, uh, officer is somehow a greater act of faith than. Yeah. Than declaring the gospel to this friend, you know, right. or this this man on the street that you've never met. So, um, helping students to to find those challenges and challenge them to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, challenge them to de- die to themselves, deny their pride. You know, don't care about what people will think about them. I mean, these are all things that all of our students are, ch- are struggling with. All of our us teachers are struggling with. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that's one thing. Just helping. Helping students to find because there are there are those situations all all over their lives um, and I just mentioned in the last segment the um, even just dying to yourself through sin through um, walking the path of holiness um, you know not indulging your lusts and 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 all of those things but um, also I think reading reading um, the journals of missionaries reading the journals or stories of martyrs, Fox's Book of Martyrs or yeah. something, just giving them this, this disposition, working in them, instilling in them this disposition that it is right and normal and, and good for us to 
die. Like this yeah. is this is the way it should be, and and it gives students something to strive for. If all they're surrounded by is comfortable Christians who live comfortable lives, and they're not seeing, they're not seeing these people making these sacrifices for Christ, and they're not going to be motivated. They're not going to have have anything to strive for. So we need to we need to give them stories of great men and women of God well, that they can strive to become. And what I, what I think is important here is it's not only the story, but it, it's also the, the the way God showed up in the midst of it, which I think is part of it. It's not just, you know, gird up your loins, right. grit your teeth, That's and go right. do something exactly for right. Jesus. It's like the, you, were, you, you were, I mean, t- and I'd love to hear more of these stories, but I mean, just in the midst of what seems to be the darkest of days, God is most alive and most dynamic, right. and your faith is most awakened. I mean, right. there's something that's hard to exp- when you read Fox Books as a martyr. Like I could never do that. Well, yeah, but if you were there, right, you might have been in so, a different place. Yeah. Right. And that's I want to yeah. mention something off that. So, um, the last time I just recently saw my students again who were going through all this, and these were the ones that were jailed. The ones, um, yeah, mm-hmm, okay. That they well, they were. They we have to accept, use different words. So okay. they were they were taken to the police station and d- yeah. uh, detained at the police station. Okay, that word. Yes. Um, yes. So detained, not jailed. But okay, yes. There are jailed ones there too. They're in a really bad hotel for a while. <laughs> right. So, um, so the last day I saw, I was just, I've been talking to them and asking them, you know, so how are you doing? Their church right now, um, they've been meeting through Zoom um, on Sundays in their small groups. So they hmm. divide up into small groups because hmm. um, there's a number of reasons for this. But for the for the last for the last while, they've been having to to meet in small groups and everybody. There's one, you know, one preacher elder who preaches. Um, and I asked them, How, how's this going? And they said, uh, one of them pointed out that, you know, everybody's talking about persecution. They're trying to encourage us. And so they'll just talk about persecution. Oh, you need to, you, you know, you need to hold tight and, you know, hang in there, be strong, that kind of thing. But we're not, we're, we're missing like expository preaching about the glory of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so the last time I saw them, I said, I'm, I'm, I gave a, a last like 45 minute talk to them and I said, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm not going to talk about persecution at all, how to, how to fight it or anything. I'm going to present to you Jesus Christ. And I, I used the verse when Jesus says, um, uh, I tell you uh, that the, the queen of the south will rise up and condemn this generation because uh, something greater than Solomon is here, mm-hmm. something like that. And, uh, and so I compared when, when the queen of, she- of Sheba, when she came to Solomon and saw all the, the, the wealth and the wisdom and the glory of Solomon, and then I, I set him beside Jesus, and I showed how much greater Jesus was than Solomon. And that was the last thing I said to them. <laughs> and because, this is an important wow. point, is we need what, str- what, what motivates you to go die for Christ is not, is not missions, it is not Wanting to, the, the, wanting to make a yeah. uh, r- make a story in a book or something like that. That's what motivates you to do this. Is you see the glory of Christ, mm. right? And if you see the glory of Christ and you love Christ, then all wow. of the, all of the sacrifices, all of the costs that come with following Him, it's it's as if nothing. It's it's nothing, right? And so if we're finding that we don't, we can't make those little sacrifices. It's so hard for us to suffer. Our problem is that we don't see Christ. If you really saw him, if you really saw his glory, it, you would do anything. You it's would, like, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, infinitesimally small compared mm. to the glory of eternity. I right. Mean, it just seems like, right. Why, why are we worried about this? Right. So, so coming back to the classical Christian schools, like how do we, how do we raise up men and women willing to die? Well, 
I mean, mo more important than teaching them about how to, how to suffer is teaching them who Christ is, mm. giving right. them an accurate picture of that's Christ. That's a great so, point. Really yeah, good. that's really good. Well, I want to take, we have some questions, so we're, yeah, let, let me invite others to participate in that. Um, so this question is, um, John, persecution persifi uh, purifies the church and requires biblical fidelity. Could you speak to a form of U.S. persecution you see as anal analogous uh, to the Chinese persecution that may help purify the church? So what, what are we facing here? Um, analogous. Meaning, meaning it's just like what's happening there. Or I'll let you go wherever you want. Oh okay. boy, yeah. classical Christian. Now yeah. we're getting the definition. <laughs> Could I get the root? Through? I of love that it. Word. All right. <laughs> I mean, where'd you go to school? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I think it's hard to find something that's just like what's happening over there. Yeah. Maybe the, something the, similar. Would but be. but um, as far as just a persecution that is is purifying the church. One, one important point of conflict, I think, in our culture um, has to do with um, the definition of a man and a woman um, or, or the sexuality just in general. Um, uh, this is what is driving people out of the church. I mean, so you've got Christians who, who just can't swallow what the Bible teaches on some of these things. And, um, and those that resist, I mean, there's so much pressure from from culture, from media, to conform ourselves to, uh, you know, what the world wants us to think about about men and women, and when and and when you don't do that, you face all kinds of persecution. Not the same kind. You, you mm -hmm. don't. You probably don't. You don't go to prison. You might get sued, right? Your your bakery might get shut down. Um, uh, you know, there's there's there is different kinds of persecution, um, and and I think that is a it's having a purifying effect as far as the church is concerned. Um, if it's if it's driving away these people and, and making them consider, do I really believe the Bible or not? Um, so I, I guess that's 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 one big cultural war I guess mm -hmm. that I see happening here. Mm -hmm. The culture, the, the the big war in China is between church and state, and and although there are aspects of that in our culture, I don't think that the main fight is mm -hmm. there yet, at least with with us. Um, so. I don't know if that's necessarily analogous, but that's that's one point yeah. of conflict that does bring persecution. Uh, in yeah, day. no, I think that's that's really helpful. And I, again, I think it depends on obviously one person's persecution is another person's average day. I mean, you know, that's right. I, I, I shared the gospel. Like, oh my goodness, that was horribly difficult. Well, and that's again not to judge that everybody's going to be a different place. Right. But I think just being the point is put yourself second. And pursue Christ right. in this process, which is what right. I'm hearing. Okay, so this question is: some uh, some students who come into uh, into classical Christian environments are not Christians, and we and we have definitely schools that are missionally oriented. Mm -hmm. So, how do you convey the gravity of the gospel uh, without without scaring them? I mean, it's like, welcome to our school. <laughs> We're here to die. <laughs> I mean, and maybe that's I mean, I'm exaggerating a bit, but I mean, yeah, it's an interest. These are really important words for those who have chosen to, you have to take up the cross. You've got to know what the cross is, I guess. But right. how do you, what thoughts might you, how do you not How do you not scare away uh, non-believers? And, 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 um, and maybe just a footnote that, I mean, I'm wondering, it's an interesting question because I'm wondering there in China, again, um, 
there's obviously people on the edges or who are starting to look to come in and they're watching this persecution thing. Okay, well, I'm definitely not joining that group. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the thing that I've noticed is that this persecution attracts some of the best students. I mean, as yeah. far as as far yeah. as spiritual life goes, I mean, when they when they count the cost, if, if I go to if I go to this school, it's yeah. you know like you can't if you go to a K through 12 school right now in China, a, a Christian K through 12 school. Um, at, you can't take the college entrance exam, and then you can't go to college, and so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of different uh, um, costs. Um, so I don't, you know, should we should we intentionally, you know, change how we how we sh- share the gospel, how we present Jesus, so that we don't scare. I think I know what your away. answer to that question yeah. is going to be. <laughs> if I had to guess, I mean, I I I would say don't change anything. I mean, this is I just think of the whole seeker sensitive church thing. Like, so we our churches we don't want to be seeker sensitive, um, uh, and we don't want our schools to be sen- seeker sensitive either. I mean, that's just my 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 bent. Um, you know, Christ is intimidating um uh especially if you don't know him um uh he's the judge of all the world and he will he will condemn you to hell um if you don't repent i mean how do you present that in a way that doesn't scare somebody away um i think i think but i I do think if we if we present all of christ not just you know one the bad you know the, the 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 scary aspect but his his love and compassion and mercy and yes there's this scary this scary part of the gospel but there's also the the cross yeah. right and the cross for us when we are when we have to take up the cross then yeah. that's scary but the reason we can take up the cross is cuz Jesus already did it for us so i the short answer is i don't think i would I would change. Yeah, I mean, much, and this kind of. I mean, this is Lewis's description of Aslan, right? He's not. Yeah, that's right. Safe. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, exactly. But he's good. That's right. He's I mean, not that's, safe, that's but he's good. About. But and right. even in your story, I mean, when you presented before, you talked about. I mean, just at right at the point at which the persecution was the most intense, and the church is being closed down, the pastors going, you know, being taken away. Um, there was this uprising of believers and right. it was like the church i mean it's just historically how it is in right, the face right. of our season when we when we are at our best almost. right right so it does seem like a lot of the watching world would pay attention and go they're living for something and i don't think i'm living for anything right and i and i yeah. think again back to the secret sensitive church thing um it's like it's not secret sensitive churches aren't aren't attracting people to christ like it's when what, what's attracting people to go to that school or to that church is the coffee shop or the you know whatever it is but it's certainly not christ they're not seeing christ and saying i want i want that and so if your school is uh if you want to attract students who don't believe in jesus the solution is not you know dumb it down or or, or don't 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 talk about the big questions the the weighty questions i mean if you talk about those things, you know, if you come to our school, we're, we're going to challenge you. You know, you, you, you might be changed. You might cry and leave. I mean, if it's, if it's weighty and costly, I think that's actually going to attract more people than, yeah. than it would. If you, and, we, and we have answers. And yeah. we can provide and we have answers. And we that's exactly answer, right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So I don't know if we have other questions coming. I just, maybe one thing to talk about, you know, we're, we're almost out of time, but I think about, again, the rise of, of classical Christian schools around the nations, around the world. Yeah. So I, just for those who are listening, and there are some who are um, not in comfortable suburban America that are in challenging spots, just what words of encouragement would you have for them as they're trying to start a, start a school and face 
opposition and difficulty? Yeah, I, um, the first thing that comes to mind is it's it's messy. <laughs> like it's just people people come to me ask all you know, the Chinese Chinese people, uh, you know, oh, we want to start a classical Christian school, and do you have any resources? And it's like we're we're I'm tr we're trying to figure that out. Like there, there aren't there aren't there are a few we're kind of putting together. But first of all, it's just a really messy thing. It takes time. And if you look at how the whole classical Christian movement kind of developed in the U.S., I mean. Everything wasn't created in the first year. I mean, it was. There's a lot of learning, and and it still isn't all the way created by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's right. And um, and there's like all process. these different branches and different ideas about how to do things. So, uh, just just know that you're you're probably never going to be satisfied with the way things are, and you're going to have a lot of questions. And you're always going to feel like you know, if you're a teacher, uh, you know that was that was an awful class, or I have, I still don't know how to teach this thing. It's just it's just messy and hard, especially in in hard circumstances like like, like in China, um, and and there's a, there's a lot of other countries. So um, that's that's one thing. Just a little bit of encouragement, and then um, I do also want to encourage you um, as you're trying to start schools, especially in different cultures, because this is this is the thing I faced. There's a temptation, a great temptation, just to copy whatever other schools do. Just mm -hmm. find a good school, you know, Logos school or whatever, and, and just find out what they're doing, find out what each of the classes are teaching, and then just teach that. Um, and, and I suppose that's better than nothing, um, but uh, that's, not, that's not really, that's not what our church fathers did. That's not, um, not imitating the particulars. So you don't just say, what book are they reading? Okay, we'll do that. But find, find out what the, the principles of mm -hmm. classical Christian education are, and then think about, work with others, talk about others. How do we Im uh, apply these principles to this different context, yeah, to this good. different culture? So just the, one example from China, I mentioned this in my talk today too, is um, you know, we have the seven arts in the West that we emphasize in, in our classical tradition. And in their classical tradition, they have the six arts. And there are a number of similarities. There's some differences. Um, but there's no, there's no book or there's no reason why, we, why classical Christian education in China must be rooted in the seven arts or it must include this list of, of Western literature and these Western mm -hmm. classics. Um, why can't it have Chinese classics? And if Augustine had grown up in, in, in China, you know, he wouldn't probably be reading Plato or stuff. <laughs> He'd be reading mm -hmm. uh, you know, Confucius and Mencius. And so um, uh, just... I want you to think a little bit more outside the box. Don't just kind of right. uh, try to imitate particulars as you're trying to do yeah. this in whatever context you're in. Um, I can't help but compare. I mean, because what you're talking about is we want to control, again, we're bubble wrapping even our curriculum. Right. And we actually have to say, all right, God, this is your truth. <laughs> right. And truth, goodness, and beauty is, is across the nations, and it's in many forms. And obviously, we need to take it all back to Scripture. And there's an anchor point there, but there's some grace and flexibility. That's is, exactly right. And that, yeah. that's, a, that's a really important point, is that um, we believe as Christians in God's common grace. That mm -hmm. even, even in pagan cultures that have long, long pagan histories, that there is common grace and there is wisdom there. And that's what our church yep. fathers believe. That's, that's what birthed classical Christian education. We read pagan books. We read pagan books. <laughs> Don't and, tell anybody that. Yeah. And, and why do we do that? Because we believe there is some wisdom there. Of course, there is, there is foolishness um, and folly, and that's even worth studying. Yeah. Um, and so we, yeah, we, need to, we need to recognize that um, Jesus did not come to make the world Western. He came to make the world Christian. Hmm. And so, um, of course, we can learn from the Western world. We can learn from uh, the Western class classics, but um, there is also wisdom in other places. Yeah. And so I want to encourage those who are in different cultures, especially yeah. to 
find don't don't just denounce or, uh, the the culture where you are and say oh they they didn't uh, invent calculus um, you know I, I want to encourage you God God put men and women in that culture who who were were were, were best, who, who, with on whom he bestowed this grace to um, yeah. to see to see to see truth and beauty well and goodness so. Um, yeah, that's well, another. thanks. I, I appreciate um, your time. We're kind of out of time. I think we could keep going, but I, I'm, I think we we're all just profoundly um, encouraged by your mm-hmm. faithfulness and your humility. And I, again, your story is far from being written. Mm-hmm. I think I, I know you've got desire to go back and just continue to be used by God in, in, these, in these very um, challenging places. So our prayers go with you, and, yes. and, and please come back and give us an update. Thank so, you. Yeah, all right, I'd love to. Yeah, that'd be great. I appreciate. All it. Right. Thank you, John. Well, blessings to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Basecamp Live. You know, raising the next generation of young people isn't easy, but we'd like to offer you some opportunities to join your fellow travelers in this journey of ancient future education. Hey, Kelly, you know what's really exciting? We just added to the website, BasecampLive.com, a whole section that's uh, designed around getting the word out. It's called Start Here. If you're new, it tells you how to get fully subscribe to it. If you're a school leader, um, you can you can link on to your school website and kind of get updates every time we do a new show is released it appears on the school website that's kind of that's kind of exciting and, and one of the things that I'm really excited about is this new climbers idea that we're putting together yeah. so tell us a little bit more about yeah, that yeah well I mean it's just simply we want to hear stories I mean th- what, what I'm humbled by are the number of people literally around the globe who are saying there's a better way to raise the next generation and they're jumping in whatever their context is and we want to know what you're doing and kind of how you discovered this and we're just going to create some kind of smaller little vignettes of stories of people and uh, so yeah info at basecamplive.com let us know what your story is yeah we don't have to do this alone info at basecamplive.com that sounds great all right thanks for joining us and see you at the next episode